When women support each other, incredible things happen. All right, hi guys. Thank you for coming back to listen to another episode. I'm here with Sydney Gaines. Hello. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. So we just finished um, working on a project for Sydney for grad school. You are in your last semester. Yes. How does that feel? Girl, this, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so happy. This I've only been in grad school for a year, mm-hmm. uh, so it hasn't been as grueling as undergrad the typical four-year experience or two years for grad school but Mm. um I'm definitely ready to be done I have been doing schoolwork for far too long Mm -hmm. and I'm I'm just ready to kind of get my career established because I don't know I just feel like it's time I feel like I've been in school for my entire life and I'm ready to just stop being a student for once and Mm -hmm. be an actual adult who right. works and doesn't <laughs> do schoolwork. Uh, yeah, I was off for a year-ish, and it was nice to not yeah. have schoolwork to do or worry about. I don't know why I'm doing this to myself <laughs> <Me>. again. <laughs> Literally me. Um, so you're at Syracuse, yes. the very prestigious <laughs> Syracuse. Yes. What is your mascot? It's not an it's, orange. It is an orange. The Syracuse the orange, f- the fruit orange. The f- mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, the mascot is called Otto the Orange, and it's just an orange that walks around campus with arms and legs and a hat. Yeah, the Syracuse oranges. I did not know yeah. that. When I got accepted, I was I told my dad, I was like, what? Is the mascot really an orange? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, what? I knew orange the was world? the color. Yeah. I didn't know. The fruit. Okay, very intimidating. Definitely. Wonderful. Oh, definitely. I'm scared. I would... Honestly, same. If I was competing against Syracuse, I would be terrified of the Syracuse oranges. So <laughs> so what are you studying in grad school? So I am um, in the Newhouse School of Communications, but my, mm-hmm. um, I guess, my little cohort is journalism. Okay. So I'm studying journalism. I study journalism at undergrad, but now I'm kind of more towards the written aspect of it as not the broadcast journalism part so um what I want to do with that is I want to do music journalism so basically write about new music coming out new artists new um albums go to concerts reviews stuff like that okay cool so do you want to do more school after grad school (laughs) no (laughs) I'm done this is it no Um, and I mean obviously I'm not I'm not gonna I never say never, so maybe when I'm 47, I'll decide that I want to, you know, be get my doctorate. But as of right now, I'm good on that. So do you want to stay? Because I feel like there are a lot of sort of a lot of ish music artists around here. Mm-hmm. But do you want to go to like New York or Atlanta or L.A. or somewhere where there's more? Yeah. So basically, I've been thinking about it a lot recently because um, in talking to my professors, they think that I would have um, a lot of success in places like Nashville. Um, Oh, right. Never thought about (laughs) never thought about Nashville, but um, Nashville, Atlanta, obviously, L.A., New York. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So ideally, I would want to relocate. I don't want to stay in the DMV area for much longer. Mm -hmm. Um, But to kind of get started, I would consider, you know, trying to find some local artists to write about. um, Okay, cool. Maybe represent in a journalistic way. I don't know. I don't know how that goes. Oh, that would be cool. I have a couple of friends who are artists. Oh, cool. That you should, yeah, talk to. Um. Okay, so maybe staying around here. It's hard to get your get like on your feet around yes, here when you're young it because it's so dang expensive. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. So were you attracted to Syracuse just for the journalism program or was it the environment or culture so- there too? <laughs> <laughs> so um, when I was in undergrad, I had a professor at JMU who was one of my broadcast journalism teachers. And mm. he said that he went to Syracuse for his undergrad and he loved the program. He had a great time. And I was like, wow, maybe I should, you know, consider that. Now, granted, that was my junior year of college. So right. I, you know, kind of took that with a grain of salt. I was like, okay, he says it was cool, but I'm probably not going to go to grad school. Mm. Well, <laughs> well, and behold, here you are. Exactly. <laughs> Um, I was looking when I graduated, um, last year, I started looking into different programs and Syracuse just kind of had everything that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. Um, in regards to journalism, they have a really great, um, journalism program under their communication school. And, um, I don't know. I just kind of was drawn to that institution because it is so, um, highly, it's just a prestigious university yeah. for communications, especially. So um, definitely was not attracted to the environment or the area um, <laughs> because, I mean, Syracuse is literally in the middle of absolute nowhere. Really? Um, yes. I didn't know that. It's it's so small. Literally, the only thing in Syracuse, New York, is the campus. If you go off of the campus, you're basically in a vast area (laughs) where nobody is it's very interesting when I first went up there I was so excited because I thought it was like gonna be a city environment and it was just gonna be a bustling area it wasn't Mm -hmm. it was the country so So we were talking earlier um and you said you have been a part of some group projects throughout grad school Mm -hmm. so can you tell us about the challenges of that because I hate group projects yeah so well for one I also hate group projects (laughs) Um, and since I was doing my grad school program online it was a much more difficult beast to tackle because my classmates aren't physically in class with me so Mm -hmm. Um, I had classmates that were in Texas and California, Puerto Rico, New Zealand, um, and <laughs> New it, Zealand. Was, it was just really, you know, problematic because you can't just meet up with your classmates to get a project done. Mm-hmm. So um, the one group project that really st- sticks out in my mind is one that I did, I think my third semester of grad school, I was in a group with a girl who lives in Massachusetts and then a guy who lived in New Zealand. And um, (laughs) it was awful to say the absolute least because me and um, the girl that lives in Massachusetts, we are on the same time zone. So we were on the same page, wavelength, everything. 
the guy that lives in New Zealand is a day ahead of us. So when we would be communicating, he would either be asleep or, you know, when he's communicating with us, we're asleep. And it was just, it was just problematic all around. (laughs) It was just so bad. And it made the entire process just much more grueling than it had to be because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's already hard to work with other people um, because you don't know if they're going to like your ideas. You might not like their ideas. Um, So it's then to also have to battle with different time zones and um, different schedules. It was just awful to say the absolute least. Mm -hmm. Um, I got a good grade on that project because my professor felt bad for me and (laughs) my uh, female group member, but um, it was just awful. And honestly, the rest of the group projects that I had to do in grad school were kind of the same way. I mean, they the people didn't live in New Zealand, but um, I was in groups with people that lived in California. Obviously, that's a different time zone. Yeah. So it was just kind of hard to um, meet up, so to speak, via uh, FaceTime, Skype, something like that, um, because the time was just off. It yeah. was just problematic all around. That's something I didn't even like think about as far as like a challenge with working in groups. Yeah, I had to do... It was like a partner project. I had one partner. We had to do a debate style thing this okay. past semester. <clears throat> and we picked the easiest topic. She was like, I want to do the death penalty. And okay. I'm like, okay, yeah. easy. Right. You can be pro-death penalty. I'll be against it. Mm-hmm. And so we're like writing out our speeches. We had a Google Doc. And I'm like, her speech isn't in here. The thing is due tomorrow. And so I'm like, hey, did you, you know, think about the project? And she was like, yeah, I'm working on it on my own and I'll post it in the thing. And she did it like the day of and it was. See, I hate that (laughs) because then I read it and I'm like, um, yours is like 15 minutes long. Yeah. And we had already talked about it. And I was like, you know, everyone else in the class has read their whole thing from a piece of paper. Right. Like literally just read aloud to the class. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it would just look better if we tried to memorize ours. It only has, we only have to talk for five minutes. Yeah. So that would look better and might get us a better grade. And she was like, I'm going to read mine. And I'm like, okay, okay. great. So I'll memorize yeah. and you read. That'll look great. And because you're reading, you don't yeah. realize how long you're talking. Exactly. And I'm like, this is really long. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, I thought we agreed we would both talk like three times. And I was like, we no. d- did not agree on that. No. Also, the project says everybody talks twice. And she was like, well, I'm going three times. So Yeah, that's and that's the main reason why I just don't like group projects i would rather do a project myself for Mm -hmm. the rest of my life (laughs) instead of working with other people and it's not that i don't like with like working with other people it's just that they you know you can't read other people's minds and they Mm -hmm. can't read yours so and a lot of times i know for me i'm not a confrontational person so i don't i never want to step on anybody's toes but it's my grade so yes, at the I end will of the day, break your toes. I will exactly. I will cut your toes off if I need to, <laughs> because it's you know my grade on the line, and it often leads to conflict. I've had so many conflicts in groups because yeah. 
I wanted something to go this way and then the person didn't agree and then it was just a whole ordeal that could have been resolved if we just had single partner right uh, projects but like I had a group project the class it was at JMU um but the class was online and no one in my group wanted to meet up and I'm like we yeah. all live five minutes from each right, other yeah like, let's it's so just easy meet. yeah exactly so one guy was like I'll stay here and I'll meet with all of the group members individually and I'm like huh so you're going to be the one right. group member that, that makes talks absolutely to everyone. No sense, but okay. <laughs> it was so stupid. Interesting. Yeah. Why would he suggest that? Everybody was on board. And I'm like, you know what? I <laughs> I guess I just won't be difficult. But yeah. this makes no sense. It doesn't. Wow. Uh, what? Um. So do you notice a difference in like your classmates? in undergrad versus grad school like are they more serious or yes um (laughs) undergrad I don't know I guess just at JMU I felt like a lot of the people were kind of at school because their parents made them go yes um and then with grad school first of all I was the youngest person in the program yeah Um, so you know there are people who some of my classmates were like 30, mm-hmm. uh, 40, 60. Wow. And then there's me. <laughs> and everyone's like, why did you come to school so or go to grad school so early? And I'm like, literally, I don't know. But um, yeah, definitely. I think that um, my grad school classmates were a lot more dedicated. Um, and I think it, should, it just comes with age and it came with uh, them maturing. Mm-hmm. I also kind of was not... I guess, expecting to be one of the um, underdogs, for lack of better terms, because in undergrad, I could just show up to class and get an A. Right. Whereas in grad school, ev- all of my classmates are creative. So when we have to come up with different ideas for stuff, and I'm thinking my idea is just great because I'm like, I'm like the most creative person. Like, I don't even have to try. I would present my idea and my professor wouldn't like it. And mm-hmm. I'm just like, wait, what do you mean you like this man's <laughs> idea better than you like mine? Because I wasn't used to that. Yeah. You know, I in, in undergrad, I was used to everybody, all of my professors liking my ideas because nobody else in my class has tried that hard. Mm-hmm. Whereas in grad school, everyone, you know, because it's expensive. So everyone's right. trying to make the most out of their time. That so is, it was definitely a shift to say yeah. the absolute least. I would say the same. Like in undergrad, I sat in the front row, like the middle of the front row for mm-hmm. every class. I would be in office hours with my teacher. Yes. Like we're going to be friends. Right. And I'm yeah. going to get an A in this class. Um. And grad school, everybody's like that. Yes. And the girl, especially like there were two girls next to me. And I'm like, are we competing for the smartest person in the 100%. class? Because I hate losing. Yeah, but exactly. that girl is smart. Yeah. And it's, it's motivating, but it's also different it because is. I do like to be. No, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I just, I, it's so weird because I don't. I don't want to sound um, selfish, but at the end of the day, that's what I was used to. Honestly, Mm -hmm. throughout middle school, high school, 
I'm not really counting elementary school because it's elementary school, but middle school, <laughs> high school, and undergrad, I, you know, tried the hardest on all of my projects. I put in the most work for almost everything that we had to do. And then grad school, everyone's like that. So, you know, if you don't email the professor two times a week, you're behind because <laughs> exactly. everyone else is, you know, calling the professor, mm-hmm. you know? So definitely interesting. Yeah. I think I expected, because you said they were all age ranges. Mm-hmm. Most of the people I started with um, at GW are 22 okay. to 24. Like, they're all pretty young. Yeah. And a lot of them are full-time students. Um, and they're, like, not doing anything besides going to school. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the odd man out because I'm going part-time and, like, I have a job. And yeah. school is not life for me. Right. Um, right. And so they kind of still seem like they're in the college, like, gotcha. mindset. Yeah. Like, let's go get food and then hang out at the apartment and yeah. n- not really do much. And I kind of, I wish I had that because mm-hmm. it would be cool. Um, and getting off work and going to class is the last thing I want to exactly. do. Exactly. Right. Days. Yeah. I could not imagine. But... Some of them do still seem like immature, but they're all getting A's. Like I think everybody got an A minus. Oh well, or better. Turn up for them. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get a B minus, a B or a B minus, you get kicked. Oh yeah. Out. Oh definitely. Yeah. Which I was like, huh? <laughs> Same. And now, so that's it's funny that you mentioned that because. Um, in undergrad, my grades were pretty good for the entire time, mm-hmm. and then my first semester of grad school. I remember I did pretty sucky on like a on one of my projects and I got an 80 on it. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was like, OK, that's not bad. Like I didn't get a C, but my professor ended up emailing me and he was like, so I'm concerned because you got an 80 and that's like a really low grade. And I was like, wait, since when? <laughs> when was an 80 considered bad? So <laughs> then after that, I was like, all right, I can't get anything below like in 82 because mm-hmm. then you know they're gonna call the police and kick me out the freaking institution i guess like what i was so confused but. right i was shocked and then i was telling other people like my mom and one of my friends who's in grad school and they were like yeah you're supposed to be a master of this like you have to be good i wasn't ready. like oh i was not ready well, excuse me for thinking that an a was special right exactly <laughs> so Do you, are you glad that you went straight through? Because now you're done with grad school at 23 or 24? 23. Um, I am happy now that it's over. Um, If you had asked me a couple months ago, I'd have been like, girl, no. I (laughs) wish I hadn't done this to myself. But Mm. now that I'm in my last week of classes, I'm so happy that I just got it out the way. Mm. Um, Because, and even... You know, even with that being said, this program isn't supposed to take a year. It's supposed Mm -hmm. to take two, but I didn't take any breaks, so I didn't take the summer off. Yeah, it wasn't awesome at the time. But (laughs) um, now, again, I'm really thankful that I kept pushing myself because I feel like if I had had too much um, idle time, it would have taken me a lot long or it would have taken a lot more motivation to get back into the uh I guess, grind of school. Yeah. So I am happy that I did it. Um, but it was a lot of work. I'm, I'm tired, sure. So 
um yeah yeah well congratulations thank you you're about to be a master of what is it called for journals is it arts is it an yeah, MA? It is. okay great <laughs> thank you <laughs> um so switching gears a little bit you said that you're single mm-hmm. are you dating uh, well <laughs> i i was i am not as of today um because they have just not been going super well for me Mm-hmm. Um, it's really, I found it really difficult to, um, meet people now that I've graduated from undergrad because yeah. at JMU, you know, you kind of knew what you were going to get when you were going on a date with somebody in that area because you kind of already knew who they were. Right. Whereas, um, and there's men yeah. everywhere. Exactly. I mean, JMU is mostly women. Exactly. But like they're walking across the quad like you don't have to look that hard bingo whereas (laughs) now it's just i don't know it's for example for example i went on a date the other day Mm -hmm. um and it was going great i i met this guy at work i work at a gym um so i met him at work and no (laughs) uh well so working at the gym is cool i'm i teach fitness classes to people over the age of 40 um, so I really enjoy it, and I meet a lot of new people. But I met this guy there. He's one of the personal trainers, and I thought he was fine. Okay, I'm like sure I he was. was like, Whoo, all right, <laughs> okay. Um, and I had always, um, like just I guess since I was you know 18 years old and started working, I was like, I'm never going to um, fall for somebody that I work with because if it ends badly, then it's going to end badly. You have mm-hmm. to see them every day. Well, against my better judgment, I went on a date with him um, a couple of days ago. The whole date was going perfectly. I was just like, oh, my gosh, I like him. Like, we're vibing. Everything's going good. And he drops a bomb on me. Literally, we're we're on this date for three hours. Okay, we went out to eat. Mm -hmm. Literally during the middle of the day, it was right after I had just gotten off work and Mm -hmm. he was at the gym, too. So we went to go eat on this date for three hours long. And he drops a bomb and says that he is married and has a kid. Okay. What? So <laughs> I was like, wait. Huh? Um, exactly. So at that point, I was like, all right. So what are you, what? I was like, why am I here? <laughs> like, what are, what are we doing yeah. here? And so basically, he had just explained to me that he was cheating on his wife <laughs> with me oh my God. of all people so and i i am 100 percent anti-cheat i think that right. if you're not happy get out of the relationship asap mm-hmm. so for you to tell me that you're cheating on your wife with me <laughs> no i'm not no oh my god so he was just like yeah, that's what we're doing. Said it so nonchalantly. I'm cheating. Just put, just put it right in a conversation. I put it in my calendar. Yeah, yeah. Cheat today. Ex- I'm checking it off my to-do I'm list. I'm just like, <laughs> oh my goodness, what are we going to do with you? So he literally tried to explain himself for like 30 minutes after he dropped that bomb on, him, <laughs> on me. And I wasn't even paying attention. I was dozing off. Or not dozing off, just like kind of staring into the distance like, oh my God, am I really on a date with a married man? I never thought that I would be this type of chick. But I mean, obviously I didn't know. Um, But it was just, it was bad. And the biggest, the biggest letdown in this whole situation is the fact that um, he told me this after the bill had been paid and I paid the bill. Huh? Wait. (laughs) 
like, why? Uh, so last week we were at our company Christmas party and he paid for all of my um, alcohol. Did he offer to do that? Offer to pay for my alcohol? Yeah. Like yeah. you didn't ask him to. No, 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 no. Right. He, he just paid for it. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like. This man. So, yeah. So I'm like, okay, I don't mind. Like if we're about to, you know, date. Because I thought that that was the you know, tone of what mm-hmm. we were doing. So I was like, if we're about to date, like, I don't really mind paying. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, <laughs> I, I mind paying for a married man right. with a kid. And he's been married for three years. This isn't like a new oh marriage. And he's goodness. not trying to get a divorce. So, <laughs> oh my God. Just like, what is, what so is his going? wife doesn't know. No, his this wife thinks an everything open... is, no. Is he black? Yes. Damn. I know. That was the worst And his wife's black. I don't know what his wife looks like. And so there are so many, it's so crazy because there are so many red flags leading up to this date. Um, Like I couldn't find him on social media at all. Okay. Could not find him. Literally looked for like three days trying to find him. And I didn't want to ask because I didn't want to seem like a creepo, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't find him on social media at all. And I know, I know he has social media because one day he showed me a video and it was on Instagram. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, I didn't ask what his handle was. So couldn't find him on social media for one. Um, Two, I just didn't really know a bunch about him. Um, I just, he, he was like sharing very, very small snippets of himself every now and again, but he wasn't like being super open. So Mm. I was like, he's definitely like hiding something, but I didn't think it was a whole wife and a kid. (laughs) Like, huh? So was he like our age or like a couple years older? Yeah. So he's 28. Okay. So he says, I don't know if he, (laughs) who knows, knows? (laughs) but he told me he was 28 and, um, me being 23, I didn't really think that was a huge um, age gap. I didn't really care. Um, and I thought that he just had his stuff together. You know, he's mm-hmm. personal training. He's a district manager of Waffle House. So, he, <laughs> right, random. <laughs> so he, like, manages all of the Waffle Houses between Alexandria and Richmond. Wow. Uh, that's paid. a lot. He's yeah. literally rolling in money. So and that's so, probably why he feels like he oh, can yeah. cheat. Yeah, because according I mean, to sure him. I'm sure he can with yeah, someone. He said his wife doesn't work or anything. So I'm... It's just, it was so problematic. And then when we were leaving the quote date, I saw that his car had a car seat in it. Oh my God. And it was a toddler car seat. So I'm like, oh, so he's like a baby. Your your son is a, is a baby. Okay. Thanks. His poor wife. I was just he's like, you can't, mess. you can't use me for this. So in conclusion, I don't know if I'm still <laughs> dating. Um, I, that was pretty traumatizing. I never thought that that would happen to me. Um, so at this point, my guard has gone back up. No, And no. I am, I mean, I guess I'm not completely shut off to the idea, but I, I'm just like not in the mood to get played because even though mm-hmm. we had only kind of been like, quote, talking for a month. Yeah. Um, but I liked him. I thought yeah. that he was a really good catch. So, you he know. He was. That's exactly. why he got married. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, which is why he got snatched up so quick. But, yeah, I I really had started to like him, and I hadn't liked anybody in a year. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was excited, was telling my friends, and then Right, and then, this then he happens. ruined it right. he's a fucking idiot. Exactly. Um. Okay, so looking for a man is a question mark. Yes. Right. Huge question so, mark. 
when you are, I wouldn't even say looking, but I guess just open. Um, what are your, the top three things? Ooh. Top three. You could do like three physical, three personality. Okay. Um, so personality, you got to be funny because mm-hmm. I never take anything too seriously. And so I need somebody that can also laugh at yeah. themselves and laugh at other people. Um, <laughs> I I need somebody who's also um, passionate, even though that sounds really crazy to say, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a Leo. So I, I was going to ask, yes, I, when I do love, I love very hard and I want some, I want that to be reciprocated um, in some capacity. I'm not saying you need to buy me roses every five seconds because honestly, I don't like flowers, mm-hmm. but you know, I need to, you need to tell me that you, you know, like me or whatever i need to see that and feel that um and then i guess another personality one would be uh uh, family oriented Mm. uh, because i really i mean my family members are my besties so i need somebody to also respect their family and in turn respect mine because Mm -hmm. you know i've been with people who my family didn't like and they didn't like my family and so i felt like i was caught in the middle and i don't want to do that again Mm -hmm. um i'm getting too old for that yeah Uh, so that and then i guess physically they have to have nice teeth um teeth are so important Mm -hmm. like you can't you can't come to me i mean you can come to me with like a little less than perfect smile but like you have to have a a A cute smile a good smile right um so yeah good teeth slash good smile um, I'm really, this is going to sound so weird, but I'm really intrigued by like a nice muscular back. <laughs> I just love a good back. A strong back? Yeah, like a thick back. <laughs> so if you have, you know, I don't know. Do and I know any thick back men? I feel like I could think of a, I one or two. I love a thick or muscular back when it's just like the little V. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then I guess um, I need somebody with friendly eyes. See, I said that too. I need friendly eyes. I like eyes. that too. So you care about since, height? Because you're kind of tall. So, um, yeah, typically I don't really pay attention to people who are much shorter than me. But <laughs> if you're... Cause I'm I'm five seven, so mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like an average height. But if you're you know five eight, I'm not going to be like, oh no, he's too short for me. Mm-hmm. I don't really discriminate against yeah. that type of stuff. But I have only really dated people who are taller than me. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, if you look at my track record, it looks like <laughs> I like people that are tall, but I don't really care. Do you have a race preference? Nah, no, Mm-mm. you'll date anything. Pretty much, yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's fun. I feel like everybody should explore more. Yeah. Especially, I think black women should explore more. I think we should too. I mean, because clearly black men are exploring everybody. Hello. And I just don't, (laughs) and I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to bash black men. No. But, I mean, let's be real. They don't have the best track record. So, you know, I, I have only been with, um, black people right yeah i've only been with (laughs) black people um one puerto rican that was fun but other than that all black um but yeah i'm definitely open to dating anybody Mm -hmm. so 
if you did move to Atlanta or Nashville, you definitely got to be open to other races if you go to Nashville. 100%. Because what? <laughs> um, would you think you would want to, like, do that soon after graduation? Um, honestly, I'm not sure. I kind of, part of me wants to stay in the area for six months to a year mm-hmm. just to get a little bit of experience um, under my belt. So what I'm hoping to do is pick up um, an internship of sorts or just even um, a journalism job to Mm -hmm. get my feet wet and stay in the area, get myself, save up first and foremost um, (laughs) while I'm still at my parents' house and then um, eventually leave. I don't want to rush it because I don't really know if I would be ready to Mm -hmm. move so quickly and move to a different state so quickly um but yeah i'm i think after maybe six months to a year i'll be ready to leave the nest cool yeah okay so you have a youtube channel yes which is cool and very it's it's funny like a lot of the videos i like are funny but it's not always yeah like you had a video about um the man who was basically harassing you mm-hmm. at the gym mm-hmm. and you have very serious conversations and fun ones. And I very much enjoy Thanks. your channel. So what inspired you to start a YouTube channel? You've had it for like a year, a mm-hmm. little over a year. Yeah. So, um, well, I, I've had it for a long time. I made it in 2012, but I oh. never, yeah, but <laughs> I only made it just so that I could, um, I made an account so I could watch videos mm-hmm. and like subscribe to people. Um, but I started posting videos my sophomore year of college. I posted mm. a dorm room tour. Um, and honestly, it was just because I had always wanted to be a YouTuber. I thought that YouTube was so cool and I it, I never wanted fame from it. I just thought that um I could share some of the crazy, you know, stories that happened to me with people um because before YouTube I used to really um post on my Snapchat mm-hmm. and I would just tell people random stories that happened to me in my day. Mm-hmm. And they would love it. So, um like I said, I started my YouTube my sophomore year of college, but then I literally forgot about it and didn't restart posting videos until last September. Um, and yeah, basically that's what it was. When I had moved back home after graduating, um, I had a lot of downtime because I didn't start my grad school program until October. So I was bored. Um, I was lonely because none of my friends from Mm -hmm. school, you know, live in Fredericksburg because who lives there? Nobody. (laughs) Um, So none of my friends were near me and I just wanted to talk. And so I started making YouTube videos and it's just been like that ever since. I mean, it's, it's definitely funny that I started it because I never thought that I would actually be dedicated enough to do it. Um, but here I am. Right. Yeah. And I think you're a very good storyteller. Like whether Thanks. it's in your videos or on your Instagram story. Like when I start clicking through someone's story and I see that it's them talking for like 10 frames in a row. Yeah. Even when I do it, like I'm not watching this. But I watch yours because you're just very good at like pacing a story well, and not you. getting like off topic 
like when I started talking into my phone, I just started talking about everything. And well, see, sometimes I do that too. And I, it's funny because I remember maybe it was a while ago at this point, but I, I recorded a, an Instagram story talking about a traveling experience. Yeah. When I, went to I watched that whole thing. It was so long. And I remember <laughs> it took me forever to record it. Um, mm-hmm. Because what I did was I just recorded each clip and then saved them in my phone and then uploaded them um, to my story so that there was no uh, like long break where people were, you know, wanting to see the next clip. I don't know. But so I did it that way. And literally that took me like 30 minutes to upload onto my Instagram story. And it made me so mad. And then there are people that commented because I was really proud of that story. I was like, you know what? This is this is a good story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I hadn't posted a YouTube video in a while. So that was kind of just to like fill the void just in case right. people were wondering where I was. Um, and I had people comment saying this story is way too long. I'm not watching all this. Like, why are you even talking for this many frames? And I'm like, you know what? No one told you to watch it. Just <laughs> literally ignore my bubble if it was if it's that problematic to you. But right, you know, I I just try to um, I don't know. I think that I try to laugh at a lot of the situations that happened to me. So for example, this man who had a whole wife and kid, I was devastated. <laughs> but like I have told the story to my friends and stuff and try to make it funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I think that that adds a little bit of pizzazz and every situation that happens, if it's, you know, the guy harassing me at the gym, that wasn't funny, but I tried right. to make light of it. Um, the traveling situation, I always just try to make the stories that I tell a little bit, um, comedic just because I think it adds a fun flair. I don't know. Yeah. I think that's good. I need to get better at that, but I feel like the stuff that happens to me is like, you can't, you have to find a way to laugh at it. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Because otherwise you'll just be alone and Exactly. Sad. <laughs> then you're just like, oh my gosh, dang, everything happens to her. Right. So. so what have you learned about yourself since you've started becoming a content creator? <laughs> um, I've learned so much about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, where do I even start? I think... I've learned to not take myself serious too seriously. Mm-hmm. So, and like I, like I said earlier, I don't take myself seriously, but when I was creating content and only 10 people would watch my videos, I would be really sad Yeah, because, you know, you're putting a lot of effort into these, especially, and I mean, you know, you have a whole podcast, you, yes. you record it slash film the video edit it and then you have to upload it and have to go through that whole process and then you're so proud of your work you're just like oh my gosh this is like my baby i just created this thing you're so proud and then 15 and, people watch yeah. it or and listen to it like, and you're like this is amazing yeah like, exactly and so and i i kind of um like in the experience to when you take a fire picture like the picture is just so good and you post it on instagram and get like 52 likes <laughs> and you're just like what and again maybe I shouldn't be concerned about that but when you put so much effort into something um like I bought a whole camera I bought a whole light fixture Mm -hmm. um like just try my best to make really good content and people don't like it it was really starting to bum me out to the point where I was like I'm not doing this anymore like I think I had like maybe a two to three month hiatus where I didn't do anything YouTube related because 
I just felt like people didn't care to hear what I had to say. Um, and it made me feel like I didn't have anything to say because yeah. if people weren't caring, then, you know, maybe my words aren't as valuable as I thought they were. Mm-hmm. So I, during this whole process, I kind of just learned like Sid, if, even if, you know, everyone's not watching your videos, there are some people that still are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and you're making content for them yeah. because I think a lot of times I try to make content that will appeal to the masses and content that I don't really want to film. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, the I noticed when I was trying like pumpkin spice food on one of my videos, I that video was fun to make, but I um, wasn't like the biggest fan of it, yeah. but a lot of people really, really liked it. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, should I start just like eating stuff? And I did. Yeah. I literally started just taste testing food Mm -hmm. that I didn't even want to eat, but I was doing it because I'm like, okay, well, people are going to love it. So Mm -hmm. it's hard to figure that out because with posting stuff, mainly posting stuff on my Instagram, I'm like, I don't want to look like all of the other pages, Yeah, Yeah. but people want like they Mm -hmm. like it. And so I'm like, do I post only the stuff that I like? Right. Um, and then hope that other yeah. people like it. But you are catering to an audience. Exactly. So it's difficult to find the medium. But people like trends. They mm-hmm. like the stuff exactly. that everybody else is doing. Yeah. And it feels weird to go along with what's yes. popular. 100%. Um, but it, it works. And it's, yeah, that's been difficult for me too. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like, you know, to an extent it kind of, you know, stunts creativity because you're trying to um, constantly appeal to what's popular in that moment. You're not doing what you actually, you know, want to do. Because, for example, I started my YouTube channel as a vlog channel. I mm-hmm. wanted to literally just talk. I didn't want to do, you know, <laughs> sit down videos. But right. I noticed that my vlogs weren't getting any views. They weren't getting any love. So I was like, you know what? Let me try something different. And the something different stuck. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, at this point, I, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm still trying to um, determine the happy medium between catering to what people want to see and catering to what I want to make. Yeah. Um, I haven't figured that out yet, but I'm yeah. definitely getting you a lot do, better. let me know. Yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> literally so difficult, but we're doing our best out yeah. here. I think we're both doing a, a really good job. I'm yes. proud of us. Me I'm too. I'm so proud of us. So, Okay. What has been the biggest challenge for you um, throughout this? Like, is it being consistent? Is it dealing with lack of support or pressure or any any of those? Okay, yeah. So (laughs) basically all of those things. Um, Staying consistent has been very hard, and I think it's just gotten harder with – you know, grad school. So at first my grad school program was just kicking off when I started, you know, creating videos. So I had time. I was literally like, all right, well, I'm going to film for like three days straight this weekend. Then I'm going (laughs) to edit for two days and all this stuff. And now I, I don't have time for that. And granted, I'm going to, you know, have time again soon, but the consistency piece has been extremely hard for me because you know, sometimes I don't have the motivation to film. 
sometimes I'm not in the mood to film. Yeah. Um, because, you know, you have to kind of be in a certain mood. I can't get on, you know, a YouTube video all sad. You know and what you have I mean? to look good. Like, exactly. YouTube is I a whole another face. Like, <laughs> it's just, so yeah, being consistent has been hard, um, but it's gotten easier, I guess, just kind of knowing that there are people that do watch my videos now. I don't have a very large audience at all, but mm -hmm. it's growing slowly yeah. but surely. So um, that's kind of what motivates me to continue to be consistent. Now, the support, <laughs> the support piece has been the biggest challenge um, mm -hmm. because, like you mentioned, I don't, none of my friends have watched my videos. Literally none really? of them. No. So um, I think... I think That's maybe two of my line sisters have watched them, but other than that, no one watches them. And it's it's hard because, like I said, I've been making videos for a year, and people who I'm close with have either known that I've wanted to do YouTube for a long time because I used to talk about it all the time, or they just know all of the work that I put into the channel, mm -hmm. but they still don't watch it. So it's definitely disheartening um, at this point. I'm kind of starting not to care, mm -hmm. but at first, oh my gosh, I was like, I know I just promoted this video and nobody has watched it. Like, right. what is going on? Oh, it's, it's so hard. It's weird because yeah. it's always people you don't know as well. 100%. Like, even if you've met them and you know them, they're not your closest, closest mm -hmm. friends. And they're the ones listening to every episode yes. and posting it and telling people about it. Um, and it's like, is it me? Am I such a terrible person that the people who are close to me don't want right. to support me? And it's not. And I really don't know what it is mm -hmm. that makes the people, because it's, you've said it. Um, I posted a video from Lala Milan who said the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Like people who are close to you aren't the ones who want to support you. And it's weird. Yeah. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. It sucks. And then it makes you view that relationship 100%. differently um but it's been good to have like my family um and my boyfriend who's been very supportive Aww, uh so yeah. Cute. yeah 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 <laughs> uh, but everyone they've been great but to see people who i thought it would be a given that yeah. like of course they're gonna post it and listen mm -hmm. to it um be silent yeah it's uh, it feels like a gut punch. It does. It's it's really hard to kind of overcome that. And like like you said, and like I've said, um, it's always the people that you least expected to support you. Mm -hmm. um, and I love those moments. I love the moments where, you know, it's somebody that I haven't even talked to since high school. And they're like, yeah. I watch your videos when I'm getting ready for work. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so sweet. Thank mm -hmm. you. But, you know, I would also appreciate <laughs> my besties yeah. to be you know, doing the same thing. But again, it's, and I, it's funny cause I talked to my sister about this. My sister is, um, a social media influencer for Disney. What? So she, yeah. So she has like a brand surrounding Disney. She lives in Florida now. Mm -hmm. So, um, that yeah. is awesome. Yeah. But basically since she is like representing several different brands that relate around Disney, her friends don't support it because it's Disney. Because everyone's like, oh, well, Disney is for kids. And so why is no, she? No, it's not. Exactly. First of all, that's wrong. Exactly. Second of all, who cares? Exactly. <laughs> like, you know at least one kid right. that you could post that right. for. And so it, 
I know her, I know for her personally, she takes offense to it because uh, I think one of her posts got like a thousand likes, which I was super proud of her yeah. because that's a big that's accomplishment huge, right? on Instagram. So I was really happy for her, but she was bummed that none of her friends were, you know, like congratulating her or just like giving her a pat on the back because it's not even like you need to, you know, um, post about it on your story, but at least just say, Hey, I'm recognizing that you, um, did X on so-and-so post or whatever. Good job. Nice work. Keep up the good work or whatever. And, uh, they didn't do that for her. People don't do that for me. So, uh, it's, it's, it's definitely rough, but at this point, again, I, I try to just remind myself that I'm not um, doing it for the accolades. I'm doing right. it because I wanted to do it. I mm-hmm. wasn't trying to get famous off of YouTube. I wasn't trying to have all of my friends throw roses at my feet. Mm-hmm. I just am doing it because I feel like I have stuff to say. Yeah. Um, so I'm yeah. saying it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. I'm trying to focus on the people who are participating um like commenting and just showing like love to the post um and not be upset it doesn't really make me want to engage with those people as much 100 percent. um but i do just feel like well if that's how you're gonna be then i'm gonna focus my energy on the people who want to be here and want to show up for me the way that i would for them Mm mm-hmm um, even the people who I didn't expect it from, exactly. which is awesome. But yeah. I would rather build new friendships with people who are supportive right. than try to shame somebody or beg somebody to care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, hmm, moving on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. Are you setting any New Year's resolutions? Um, I don't think so. Um, I typically, I typically do set New Year's resolutions, but I never achieve them Um, (laughs) because they're all, they used to be just all like appearance wise. So I'd be like, I'm going to lose X amount of weight this year. And then I wouldn't do it. And then I just be like, why did I even, you don't need to lose weight now. Thank you. Um, (laughs) I, you know, that's, I mean, I work in a gym now, so I kind of, you know, work out all the time, but yeah, I don't think I have anything. Let me think. I think they're kind of like all just internal mm-hmm. resolutions. So like I want to, um, I guess this is going to sound so corny, but I want to become stronger mentally because mm-hmm. um, this was 2019 was not a good year. 2019 for me was at uncomfortable. All. This right? was a rough year. Right. So uncomfortable I want to is the yes, best word that it, I can yeah. think of. I was very uncomfortable for the whole year. Um, I was dependent on um, an ex for the majority of the year, Mm -hmm. uh, which, you know, really broke me. Uh, I lost myself in that whole situation. So I want to become more, um, I want to become stronger. I want to become more self-aware. Yeah. Um, And I want to just be happy in myself and I think I'm moving towards that now uh, over the past few months I've definitely um, I guess just gained a lot more confidence not physically but just um, I guess emotionally and mentally yeah. I feel a lot 
um, more confident and I feel better about the person that I am. Um, but I want to continue that in 2020. Um, I want to find a job. I don't know if that's going to happen. But it will. Of course it's going to happen. One of my resolutions is to find a job in my field mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to work at a gym for the rest of my life. I did not go to school right. to be a fitness teacher. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, do you have any New Year's resolutions? I have a bunch and Ooh. I'm trying to remind myself like it's one year. <laughs> no, but you can do it all. Uh, maybe. I need. You can do it all. <laughs> I need a new car. Okay. That is a goal. Get a new car. I want to hold, well, I want to start a YouTube channel for Purple Diary. You should. (laughs) Um, That'll probably be like towards the end of next year, Mm -hmm. but I do want to have like a visual version of the podcast and like start making videos, but that is a whole other like beast to tackle. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I want to hold like a purple diary event, like a mixer. Um, I really want to do something like that. You gotta do all this stuff because that sounds so cool. Yeah, I want to have like a purple mixer. I feel like that would be really cool for like young professionals Mm -hmm. um, and I guess older professionals. So there could be like a networking thing across different disciplines. I work in the legal field but I don't want to forever. Right. Um, so I want to have people from all different places and things. Um, I think that's mainly it. I want to be more vulnerable. Um, okay. I am a shy-ish person. Okay. And so putting myself out there is not my thing. Me, 100%. Um, <laughs> literally. And... It's not like a too cool to participate kind of thing, but yeah. it's just kind of a, a fear of mm-hmm. looking stupid mm-hmm. or sounding stupid or somebody, especially with people filming everything now, like not yes. wanting something you do wrong um, to be captured. Right. And so I really want to let go of that next year and okay. just really figure out how to allow myself to be seen mm-hmm. and let people... Uh, see who I really am, what kind of person I really am. And whatever judgments or opinions they have is really none of my business. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's yeah. cool. What's funny is I, um, when we went to school together, you and I, yeah. I thought you were so quiet. I was like, does she talk? No. Like, I, I <laughs> On never, campus, no. <laughs> yeah, you just seemed so, so quiet. But at, as you kind of started um, – this podcast and I saw you posting on your Instagram story for the podcast. I was like, Oh my gosh, she's so cool. Like what the heck? <laughs> oh, like I, I, first of all, I love the podcast. I'm not just saying that because I'm on it, um, <laughs> but, and I, I really like it because I feel like not only are you, you know, giving valuable, valuable information, but I can see your personality without even seeing you talk or mm-hmm. seeing, you know, how you're carrying yourself when you're having these conversations. So, um, I, I'm appreciative of the podcast yeah. because I would have, you know, lived my whole life thinking that you didn't, that you were a deaf mute and you're not <laughs> like, you're so cool. Like I, I literally told my mom, um, the that day that so I was listening funny. to your podcast for the first time when I posted about it, yeah. I was like, wait, this is the coolest thing. And I literally <laughs> like let my mom listen to like 20 minutes of it. Um, 
because she asked me what I was listening to, nosy. <laughs> um, so we talked about it. I was like, Mom, she's so cool. And oh, she was like, how you. do you know her? And I was like, we went to school together, but we never talked. But, like, mm-hmm. we, she was there because <laughs> I saw her. Right. Um, and on campus, I was – when I was physically on the campus, yeah. I did not talk to anyone. Yeah. And I have, like – not a friendly face if I'm not Same. smiling. Same. So I probably yeah. look like I'm studying. Don't talk to me. Yeah. All, I was like, she's time. just so into school. And I admired it because I was until I joined a sorority. And then after that, I had to be social, which I didn't really like because I'm not really a social butterfly. Mm-hmm. I, re- I honestly do like to stay to myself, even though it might not seem like it. I'm not, I don't like to talk with people a whole lot mm-hmm. um but with you know with being in a sorority yeah. and having to be the president which was the Ooh, worst wait. decision of my life why because I don't like to talk <laughs> I don't like public speaking and I had to talk all the time I mm-hmm. had to talk to um like groups of people and I was just like no I had to run every single chapter meeting I hated it mm-hmm. um but so then that kind of broke me out of my shell. But then after that, I kind of went back to my shell because I didn't mm-hmm. have to be seen anymore. Right. This looks comfy. Yeah. I'll just get back in yeah, here. Yeah, I'm just not – I don't know why the extrovert genes skipped over me when I was born. But I – that's never been me. And it's funny because, you know, if people were to look at my YouTube videos, it'd be like, oh, my gosh. Like, she's so I would not guess you're an introvert at well, all. <laughs> here I am. I'm so – like, if I feel comfortable talking to you, we can have a conversation. But if I don't know you and I don't really feel that comfortable yet, I'm going to be quiet. Yeah. Because, like you said, I'm afraid of looking um, dumb. I'm afraid of embarrassing myself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so yeah, I need to work on that too. That needs to be my New Year's <laughs> resolution for 2020, right? I'm gonna get more into them because I'm gonna do a New Year's resolution episode that'll come out on my birthday, Ooh. which is January 2nd. So I like to think of them as birthday resolutions, yeah. <laughs> but, um, that's so fun, yeah. I have a lot of things because I know what kind of where I want to be, mm-hmm. and I just feel like I need to work on becoming the kind of person who can do those things right um yeah it'll take a while have you noticed i know you didn't say you necessarily want to be like famous on youtube but i've been seeing a lot of like people posting their 10-year challenges and Mm -hmm. stuff and i'm like so this takes about 10 years like to get to a place of notoriety right and financial security Mm -hmm. and like the ability to leave your job and really do this most of these people who we're looking at now they happen to get into social media right at the beginning right lucky them i know Um, (laughs) yeah but they it took them like 10 years and i'm like dang the thought of that is terrifying right you know because it seems so far it does and who knows at 33 that's so yeah. old what I'm gonna be yeah. <laughs> doing yeah I I think I saw uh Jackie Ina's 10-year challenge she's yeah. a makeup yes. uh, guru I love her I love her so much um and you know I often forget that she was on YouTube for so long and nobody watched her videos and yeah. you know now she has I think three million subscribers mm-hmm. and she's you know working with so many different brands making but, money yeah making oh bank my God. and you know of course, like who would 
I would be stupid to say I didn't want that one day. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I – this sounds so bad, but I just don't think that I would be willing to dedicate that much time to social media, YouTube for 10 years. I feel like I would have given up if I was Jackie Ina, basically. Yeah, because I would say maybe in the past four or five years, probably four, she's been yeah really popular. And that's a lot of patience. Or even yes. like Issa Rae. Who yes. was she 10 years ago? Yes. I don't know. And now well, she owns a production studio, a record label. She tweeted. And she was our her, age yeah, when she started. Yeah. her t- She had a 10-year challenge, too. Mm-hmm. I just saw it this morning. So funny that you mentioned her. Um, she tweeted 10 years ago um, that she didn't want to get up and go to work the next day because she was just like working a regular retail job. And now, 10 years later... She owns a coffee shop. Like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Like, she... So... And I mean, a lot can happen in 10 years, but I just need to... I would Mm. need to pack my patience because I... I've only been doing YouTube for a year and I've already <laughs> feel like I've been beat down because I don't get a lot of support. Right. And the fact that these people just kept trying and kept pushing and now they're here, like they're, this is, this is their it, you know, mm-hmm. like they have pretty much accomplished anything that they wanted to or everything they that they wanted to. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just, even 10 years ago, this is a weird example because she was already famous, but own like Oprah's network. Yeah. I don't even think it's ten years old. It's not exactly. So even what she's accomplished in ten years, you know. transitioning from a talk show host to a media, mo- right. she's the most powerful woman in media right now. Yes, and I'm trying to play the long game and think of little things to do every year. Gary V has a really good book about social media. And talking about little things that people did to set it up. And those people aren't hugely famous, but they're making enough money that they don't Mm -hmm. have to work a regular job. Right, yeah. And for the kind of work you want to do, that's more fun than like working in an office or something. Like I have a friend, Vanessa. She she works at BET now. Yeah, and she published in New York Times. She's doing a lot of cool stuff yeah um and that looks so much more fun than like me i go to an office sit at a desk oh, please work six out of the nine hours yeah. <laughs> that I'm there yeah. and then post on social media the rest of the time yeah um i get it though and i mean that's why i am kind of like in a a rush to get a job in my field because mm-hmm. uh just working at the gym i i like it but i you know i i work eight hours a day and then I come home maybe film a YouTube video if I'm not tired and then <laughs> go to bed and that's literally my only creative outlet because at work I'm I'm doing fitness stuff that's mm-hmm. not my you know area of expertise yeah I, I do work out but I I'm not a personal trainer mm-hmm. so I'm just there do you write a lot when you get home it depends on the day um so I Kind of, what I like to do is at least two to three times a week is I like to listen to new music and kind of write like sample reviews. Mm-hmm. It's kind of silly, but no, no. it's kind of just like training me to, um, I guess, do that in the future. I mean, obviously, I'm not writing under any company right now or any publication, but 
um, I'm just practicing. So yeah. I do like to do that, but I've been working a lot. So when I get home, I don't really feel like doing anything creative. I just kind of want to lay down. I so know what you just, mean. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't, I honestly could not imagine being a social media influencer because you literally post stuff all the time. And you have to be on your phone you all day. Phone and all it's all the time. Uh, like I, um, do you know who Kev on stage is? Mm-mm. He's a YouTuber. He's, he's really funny. Um, but he will have like, if he does live streams, They'll show him before the videos actually start, and he's just in his phone, See, like yeah, the whole time, yeah. posting. He posts a video every day, and yeah, no, <laughs> <laughs> that could not be me. And then, of course, that video then gets posted on his Instagram, mm-hmm. his Facebook, his Twitter, and that is what is intimidating to me because you do have to be on multiple platforms right um and right now i only have an instagram and i mean i guess the podcast is Mm -hmm. like another platform right um but i don't want to make a twitter i don't want to i have a facebook page that has nothing on it (laughs) so that is a lot to me unless i had somebody helping me i don't know how people do that it has to get exhausting and then there's pressure especially if you're a woman to like Mm -hmm. look good yeah. And be pretty unless you've kind of built your brand around like looking like a mess. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you ever um look at Amanda Seals's Yes, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Her story, her hair is like never done. Yeah. Never has makeup right. on. And I'm like, well, that's her thing. Yeah, that's her brand. <laughs> but if I were to do it, I would right. be like, well, what's wrong Are with Are you her? all right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> No, I definitely get it. I think that's one of the, um, honestly, one of the worst parts about doing YouTube is that I have to look decent in every video. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to not, when I was making vlogs. I'm sure that's I not that not, hard. No, it's hard. <laughs> oh, no, no, it is. Um, because, I mean, I could get up there with like no makeup on or anything, but I just never know. I kind of always make videos just with the thought in mind that, this could go viral, even though I know that it's not going to. I I know 100% know that it's not going to go viral, but I'm like, okay, well, what if, you know, one of my idols sees this video? Mm -hmm. So I always kind of want to look, or a potential employer or something like that. Um, I always kind of want to look decent, um, which is funny because I don't always look decent -hmm. decent in my videos, um, especially not in, like, the video, the little Instagram, um, the thing I did for Halloween. Yeah. I looked a mess and that went viral. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? So I now thought your after... Ricky Thompson video was hilarious. Yeah, thank you. It, and, <laughs> and he again, posted it. Right. I Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, bro, Ricky Thompson saw my video. And another uh, YouTuber, her name is Alyssa Ashley. She does yeah, makeup. Yeah. Love her. Me too. She retweeted it. And I looked like a psychopath. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? So after that, I was just like, I can't, you know, be out here looking crazy because what if, you know, this video is it? And even, I mean, I know that none of my videos are probably going to blow up like that Mm -hmm. because that Ricky Thompson video was literally just wild. I never thought that it would get that many, um, I guess, positive reactions. So for example, I posted on Twitter, which Mm -hmm. I don't post on Twitter. Mm -hmm. I'm literally just on twitter to laugh at things Mm -hmm. um but i posted on on twitter and it got like 
2.5 million views, first of all. What? Yeah. Then, like, 120,000 retweets. So you're famous. I was like, what is going on? I don't even know how to react. said celebrity guest at no, the beginning. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. No, no, no. no. <laughs> because, again, that's never going to happen in my life again, probably. So... Um, and I don't make content like that, you mm-hmm. know, like that took so much out of me. I didn't even, I almost didn't even post it because <laughs> I was like, I literally look like a psychopath. People are not going to laugh with me. No, They're going to be laughing good. at me. Um, but yeah, after that, I was like, I can't come up here looking crazy anymore because I have so many new followers mm-hmm. from that video and I want them to know that I don't always look the way I looked in that mm-hmm. video because <laughs> that was crazy. <laughs> Okay, last two questions. Okay. Um, because we've been talking for a minute. We've been talking oh, for an hour. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I know, right? Very good conversation. Yeah, definitely. Um, so can you give me a book recommendation? Ooh. You can give more than one if you need to. So one of the books that I'm reading right now, which I really, really like, is called it has a cuss word in it, so I'm not gonna say it, but it's called Un f yourself um Mm -hmm. i forgot the author but it's kind of like um it's a motivational read which i typically don't like those because i don't find that they motivate me (laughs) um, to be completely honest with you but the the way that he writes it's very blunt so he's basically like this is why you're an emotional wreck So um, (laughs) you need to fix it because if you're not going to fix it, nobody else is going to fix it for you. And I think I kind of take to that approach more than, oh, you're great. You're doing amazing. Just Mm -hmm. keep up the great work. So um, I really like that book. I'll when I get home, I'll take a picture, send it to you so that you can see it. Yeah. Um, But I think that's that's the only recommendation I have right now because Mm -hmm. that's the only one that I'm reading at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And last question. Okay. <laughs> what is your dream for your life's work? Um, my dream. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, so I guess I can talk. So you're talking like career wise. Well, more. What impact do you want your work and your life to gotcha. leave on everyone else? Um, yeah. So basically, I just want people. <laughs> sounds so corny, but basically, I just want I want to make people laugh. No matter what I do, that's always what I want to do, and I want mm-hmm. my content to kind of, um, you know, suggest that same idea, uh, which is why a lot of the stuff that I post is comedic. Yeah. Um, and it's it's funny because a lot of the times when I post this stuff, I'm not, you know, in the best mood, but, you know, I'm trying to make other people laugh because when other people laugh, then that makes me happy. Right. So I want to just impact people in the way that um, I make them laugh and make them have a good time looking at whatever content I create. Um, because I think that it's important sometimes to have an outlet where you can um, create content for for other people. Because like I said, I started the YouTube channel for myself, but now to an extent I do um, create certain videos for people to laugh or I 
tell certain stories on Instagram for people to laugh. Right. You know, I, I don't think the story is that great, but if I tell <laughs> it in like a certain way or I have mm-hmm. certain vocal inflections, then, you know, I can pretty much get a reaction out of people. So, um, yeah, I just kind of want people to laugh, live, live a little, have mm-hmm. not take anything too seriously because I, I just feel like life isn't meant to all be serious. I mean, right. today is so the society that we're in today is just, it's enough to make you sad. It's enough to bring you down and make you feel like nothing's going right. Right. Um, so if I can provide a little bit of happiness or a little bit of laughter in someone's day, then I'm good. And even if I'm not laughing that day, as long as I know that someone else is laughing because I did something funny or, you know, produce something funny, then that's all that I really care about. Oh, I like that a lot. That's Thanks. good. And you're yeah. very good at it. Thank you. Okay. Well, this is a good conversation. Thank Thanks you so much me. for being a guest. That this was is so awesome. Fun. This is definitely the longest episode I've ever done. Oh, no. <laughs> no, that's I good. Too much. <laughs> no. I it was all good. Really good insights and opinions yeah. and a great book recommendation. So all of y'all check that out. Um, Sydney's information will be in the show notes as always. Uh, Thanks for listening. Talk to y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Sydney, for being a guest on the podcast. I really appreciate it. I enjoyed the conversation. And I'm so glad that we finally got to meet and hang out. Um, And I look forward to doing so again. Um, Everybody who's listening, thank you so much. I hope you got a lot out of this episode. Um, definitely check out the books she recommended um, and be sure to follow Sydney on YouTube, follow her on Instagram. Um, all of that is always in the show notes. And we will be back next week. Topic for next week is dating in your early 20s again, but this time from the male perspective. So I hope you guys are ready to uh, listen, take some notes, and join in on the conversation afterwards. I will talk to y'all next week. Thank you always for listening. Uh, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Um, so see you later. <laughs> Bye.